Tonight, Mother and Ruth did not talk much either. Usually they chattered endlessly about gardens and cooking and hens and lambs and babies, or about what had been sold at a farm sale in the neighborhood and at what bargain prices, or about where church had been held last week and where it would be held the next, or about a sing in somebody's barn on Saturday night, or an apple paring on Wednesday. Until recently, they often talked about a quilting for a bride, or about what girls might be married in November. Nobody had said so, but now it would not do to speak of the quiltings and the marriages. Esther knew this without being told. The sad look on Ruth's face told it all without words. When the work was finished, Ruth went out as she often did lately and sat on the back porch with her knitting. Even as the dusk gathered, she could go on with her stitches, so nobody ever thought she was sitting out there wasting her time. Aunt Ruth? Esther said in a low voice, and sat very near as she loved to do. Did you see the men who came today? For a long moment, Ruth seemed not to hear. She looked out toward the barn and over the wide fields and along the road, keeping her fingers busy and counting with her lips how many stitches she was making. At last, she stopped counting and said gently, Yes, Esther, I saw them. You said you went to school where you lived. Esther said. Yes, Ruth said again. That was a long way from here, but it was still Pennsylvania. We had the same laws there. Mother went to school too, Esther said. Ruth counted again for a time, and then she spoke slowly as she did when she was explaining something in a lesson. It was different there, Esther, because there were many Amish in that neighborhood. We had a school of our own. When I go back again, I am going to study, I think, and learn to be a teacher myself. We need more Amish teachers. You've heard the preacher say so. She had stopped knitting entirely and looked so sad and lonesome as she spoke of going away that Esther instantly had a lump in her throat. You know enough to be a good teacher already, she said. All those letters you taught me. Did you know, Ruth, that I am almost through with both Genesis and Exodus? You do very well, Ruth said. She smiled. You won't need to worry about school. You'll be able to read as well as anyone there. But even her smile looked sad. Esther knew why Ruth did not want to go away again, even to her own home where she had lived a very happy life until she was 18. It was because of Hans. Maybe you can come back here and start a school for us, Esther said eagerly. Then it will be the kind of school father wants. Ruth reached out and pressed her hand. Perhaps I can, she said. Then quickly she began to knit again. There seemed nothing more to say. Lately it had become harder and harder to talk to Ruth. When she had first come, she had been eager and gay and full of laughter. She never sat like this in the dusk. Was it always like that, Esther wondered, when a girl grew up and had to think about young men? She was glad she was only starting to be ten and didn't have to be in love. Love seemed to be the trouble every time when a girl looked sad. Sarah Yoder looked even sadder than Ruth last Sunday sitting after church in this very place. When Esther happened to come out of the house, she had asked suddenly, Esther, Hasn't your mother heard from Daniel at all? 
It was good father hadn't heard her ask such a thing. Before Esther had time to shake her head even, he had come outside with the men.